Hello and welcome to the HIPAA Vault Show, where we discuss all things HIPAA compliance in the cloud. My name is Adam Zanadine, and I'm joined today by CTO and founder of HIPAA Vault, Gil Vidal's. Hi, Gil. Hey, Adam. Hope things are going well for you. I'm looking forward to this episode. Doing great, thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. So last week we talked about the benefits of containerization when it comes to healthcare. And this week, we're going to keep our focus on healthcare as we do every week. Uh, but this week, we're going to be talking about the three do's and don'ts of HIPAA compliant text messaging. So I'm going to give this a little bit of an intro, Gil. Let me know what you think about it. Um, so texting is becoming more and more important in the healthcare industry, and it's helping to revolutionize patient care. Uh, from providing faster communication between providers and patients, to ensuring secure storage of protected health information. HIPAA compliant texting technology brings a wealth of advantages to today's healthcare professionals. Um, when we talk about the do's and don'ts, which we're going to uh, in a moment, Gil, what do you think in general about the, the advance of texting as a as a communication tool and platform within the healthcare industry. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I have a, a comment for you. Kind of a funny story, um, Adam. That this SMS and texting may not seem relevant to some of our audience. Some of the uh, should I say older doctors and even nurses and so on. When I, I recall in my story here, when I was introducing to my wife the internet. When, when I started um, the HIPAA Vault business back in 1997, I introduced the internet to her. And then she was looking at me like, well, who needs, who needs this internet? We already have faxing, we have letters. And then when she got on there, I introduced her to email. She's like, I don't know about this email stuff. Who needs this? Well, then she got into email. So now she's faxing, writing hand letters um, and doing email. And then later I said, well, now there's this new thing called texting. And she put her hands up in the air. It's like, you got to be kidding me. It's like, we need yet another form of communicating. Well, warp ahead. She writes emails like crazy. She's still, you know, sending a few faxes because she's in the medical field where some older hospitals have faxing and she's doing texting. So the moral of the story is that as human beings, we love to communicate. That's what we do very well. And we have many different ways of doing it. So texting is the preferred way for the younger generation. So if you're running a medical practice and you have younger patients as well, you need to consider that because that's what, what they prefer. And frankly, it's faster and it gets the attention over email. You may, you may receive an email, your audience, your patients may receive an email and frankly, just ignore it. But when you send them a text, oh, they respond in seconds. So consider the response rate is much, much better or texting. So that's another reason that you might want to consider adding that to your practice if you don't already. Okay. And when it comes to the, the don'ts of texting, let's start there. So as you mentioned, Gil, you know, these communication methods have progressed, uh, to say the least, as the years have gone by, I feel like uh, texting in a way has almost got a new lease of life, uh, lease of life, sorry. So in the same way that radio had had a new lease of life with podcasting, uh, it seems like texting has had a new lease of life when it comes to uh, 
the the use of online internet-based voice over IP and things like that tools. So the first don't is don't rely on standard text messaging. It's a standard text messaging service as it's in inherently insecure. And Gil, if you could elaborate on that a little bit, but I'll give it a, I'll give it a, a bit of a try. Um, you know, when you don't have whoever you're, you're text messaging through, so whoever your service provider is, your, you know, AT&T, Verizon, whoever, whoever it is, if they don't guarantee that that test, text message is not going to be listened to or intercepted, then you should not be using it to communicate with patients. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think that's a good start, Adam. That's true. Uh, you, you might be using a big company, like you mentioned, Verizon, or AT&T, and you might think, oh, well, they might, you know, they're probably safe. Let me just grab, the doctor might just grab her phone and just send a text to a patient. Not thinking about, well, what's behind this technology? What's actually there? Uh, not, not to mention even the BAA. So let's say you do send a text message. Well, did you sign a business associate agreement with Verizon? Likely no. Did you sign it with Comcast? Likely no, because they won't even sign those. So you have to find a provider that will sign a BAA. And so there you go. There's one, one legal step that you must follow and adhere to in order to have HIPAA compliant texting. So now that's not a technical requirement, but it's a regulatory one. So you have to do that to check that box off. As far as the technology goes, once you have the BAA signed with your provider of texting, then they will have measures in place to ensure that when they send the text message, it goes out in an encrypted format. And then when they're communicating back, that it's also going through secure channels. Right. And uh, I think that probably brings us on to the, the, the second don't, uh, which is don't fail to do a risk assessment. Gil, did you want to talk? Yeah, about well, the, the, the risk assessment is important, no doubt, uh, Adam, but the risk assessment is sort of a broad requirement for any medical practice mm. to do your yearly risk, risk assessment. But in particular for SMS, for texting, we have seen certain medical offices have a method to text that might be secure. So in other words, they've done their due diligence. They have a login to some service that when they type on the keyboard, that message goes out via text to their patient, <clears throat> but they're trying to maybe save some money or maybe they just don't know better. They have the same login for their entire office. So if Betty gets on, Joe gets on, the doctor gets on, the nurse gets everyone's using the same login credentials. So that's a really poor practice because let's say a month later, the manager of the office wants to know who sent this text to one of our patients. We need to review what was sent. And everyone's like, I don't know. And there's no way to trace back because everyone's using the same login. Now, the right way to do it is to have everyone in the office have their own credentials and login to the texting platform so that when you do need to discover who sent that a month ago, you just log, go to the platform and it'll say, oh, it was Joe, who did it at 3.30 in the afternoon on, you know, the 3rd of April, and you'd be able to identify that. And by the way, that's a, that's a HIPAA uh, best practice or a security best practice to have indi individually identifiable credentials and not use a group one. 
Yeah, and that brings us on to the third don't, and that is don't include anything in the text that you wouldn't want to be added to the medical record. And to elaborate on that a little bit, it, it's basically, you know, text, texting, we do it personally a lot. And so we can naturally uh, move towards being informal. Uh, but when it comes to HIPAA, HIPAA compliance, you want to make sure that because the text messages back and forth are being recorded and logged for HIPAA, that anything that's discussed on, on the call, certainly from the, from the provider's point of view, is within the realms of you know medical professionalism so that's just a kind of a uh, main don't you know maybe don't be talking about um what the, <laughs> what the person was wearing at, at the appointment or anything kind of superfluous like that uh, that, that would not be uh something to do okay so there, there's the three the three don'ts um i think the the first do gil it, it kind of mirrors the first don't which is the first don't was uh, don't use a standard texting service. So we would encourage you to, to use a HIPAA compliant texting service and um, link in the description below, HIPAA Vault does provide a HIPAA compliant uh, text messaging service for healthcare provider to use. So please do check that out. But one of the key features, whether you use HIPAA Vault's text messaging service or others, uh, is that the provider signs a business associate agreement, right? Yeah, that's right, Adam. They have to sign that. And then, of course, you're choosing a company that has technology as their expertise and can ensure that the access to the to the internal platform within the organization is handled properly, where only certain um, certain staff have access to it. And there's a lot that goes into that. So the having the BA in place really shows a lot of due diligence by the provider. And I think that's why it's important to do that. So like you mentioned, Hippovolt has a platform you could use and there are others. You just do your research and pick one that that you feel is good for your company. Okay, so that's the first do. The second do is uh, ensure text messages are retained and integrated with the patient record. It, would that be considering logs and, and monitoring or? Yeah, the, the uh, patient record there so they're in the office there's a lot of um automation these days and there's the emr and the the management of the health record so when you send a text message you want it to be integrated with the medical record of that of that individual of that patient so you can have automation software that when you send the text it gets connected to their record. So when you go in to review the record, you can see all the communication, the email, the faxes, uh, texting, you want to see all that in one place. And I think that's very handy for the, for the medical practitioner to see all the communication in one place. Yeah, I think that, that makes sense. Uh, it makes sense, especially because you don't want too many silos of, of information when it comes to mm -hmm. HIPAA compliance and medical records, because you do need to be able to have a full view of the, the patient records when you need them in order to provide the right care. Uh, okay, so the, the third do is provide regular training for your staff. And, and I, think, I think this is also probably one of the broader ones, but um, I, I would say certainly make sure that they're, they're trained, linking up to the, the, the earlier point in the don't, that they're trained to know what they should be using and shouldn't be using the texting for. 
but then also perhaps uh, more general HIPAA training as well. Yeah, there's the, the training is important. Um, it's also important once you've done the training for your staff to have it documented. You want to be able to show what training modules were given, the date, even have the employee sign off on it and say, yes, I received this training on this date. That's important if you get audited. If you were had a breach and their patient records were leaked, you you want you're going to have an audit, and then you want to be able to demonstrate to the auditor that you are doing the training, that you're not negligent on the training to your staff. Um, it could it's some of the training is simple things, Adam. Like don't don't go take your lunch break and leave your computer unlocked, mm -hmm. where anyone that walks by can see the patient record of the EMR or the texting record just sitting there. That's a very simple thing, but it still requires training. So it's top of mind. And of course, we mentioned earlier, don't use a group credential. Instead, use an individual credential and don't share your credentials. So one, you know, Joe might look at Susie and say, oh, I don't remember my credentials to log into the texting platform. Can I borrow yours? Oh, sure. Here you go. That, that's not the right thing to do. So there's lots of lots of things that seem small and inconsequential, but they they do matter. And that training is important to cover those kinds of things. Absolutely. So there, there you have it. There's the, the do's and don'ts of HIPAA compliant text messaging. Um, what kind of questions do you have about this? Feel free to leave them in the comments below uh, or reach out to us at podcast.hipvault.com. And you can also tweet us at HIPAA hosting. Uh, before we go, Gil, were there any other considerations? Um, yeah, I'd like to just mention it, it is frustrating. I know because I have family members that are in the medical field and I feel their pain because I'm in the technology field. I'm one of the few in my family that decided to go with technology and not be in the medical practice. So the dark horse. Yeah, I'm the dark horse. So I have in my family people in the medical field. And they tend to get frustrated with the technology. You know, oh, it's not working the way it's supposed to. And I, I get that, right? I mean, that technology is not perfect and it can be very frustrating. The machine slows down. You feel like you, know, you want to grab that laptop and throw it out the window. But it, it is important, even though you're a medical practitioner, even though your area of specialty is not technology, but it's, it's healthcare you can't these days just ignore the technology or just give the responsibility to the IT guy that shows up once a month at your office to check on the backups. It's, it's not good practice just to give them the whole thing as if it were just their responsibility. The medical practitioners, the administrators have to know enough about what's going on to be able to ensure that the medical operations are, are handling all of the sensitive data properly. And I, I admit it's tempting for the, the office manager to say, I don't know, that's Joe's job. That's our IT guy. His name's Joe. He does all of that. Well, it's his responsibility to get the work done, but it's the responsibility of the owner and the administrators to understand enough to ensure they get the, the work is getting done. And that includes, you know, the, the texting platform. Fantastic. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, please be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed this video, leave us a review. It really helps us and it'll help you to be able to watch more of these episodes as well. And until next time, thanks for stopping by.